evening, everybody. Welcome. It's yet again, What's the Buzz? I'm the Mad Dog. Yes, I know it's hard to believe. Look at the dimples in the face. It's hard to believe I am the Mad Dog. Joined this week by my friend Pearl Jr. She joins us yet again to discuss more controversy, more of the inside. What happened to Michael? We will find out what happened to Michael. I promise you. In fact, I may drop a bomb on Pearl tonight. I found out something. Yeah. Pearl, how are you, my friend? I am great, Mad Dog. How are you? I am jacked and stacked, ready for tonight's show. Okay, um, great. Let me tell everybody a little bit about you, and then you and I will chit-chat for a couple of minutes, because Amelia got lost in the shuffle. <laughs> Amelia! <laughs> yeah, she got lost in the shuffle. Let me tell you about Pearl Jr. Pearl Jr. is a documentarian filmmaker and activist. Through her activism, she has been a talk show guest on more than 100 radio shows, including this show here. Pearl Jr. is a graduate of the highly acclaimed California State University at Northridge Radio, TV, and Film class of 1989, to which she completed a two-year college course in just one year. Pearl is the founder and owner, along with Cecil Holmes, of the noted Elbow Grease Productions. In addition to this, she has written, produced, and starred in a myriad of films depicting the rise, fall, life, and purported death of Michael, Joe, and or Joseph Jackson. We have a lot to talk about. I even you thought the first part was crazy. Folks, I assure you, if you're here, don't leave. Because this is going to get good tonight. So without further ado, uh, let me introduce you to my friend, Pearl Jr., the world's foremost authority on Mr. Michael Joe Jackson. How about that when I remembered it's Joe, not Joseph? Very good. Beautiful. Sorry about that. We're having a storm or something back here. <laughs> oh, we thought, thought I was going to get get ready to perform without you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're having a storm or something. Sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. As long as you're here. <laughs> so I introduced Pearl. We have a lot. I have to tell you, Pearl, we get um, from time to time, we do shows that generate a little buzz. That's when <laughs> the, aptly named the program What's the yes. Buzz? So. When you were here last, a couple of things you said piqued the interest of some viewers. Uh, yes. You said at the very last thing you said before sign-off was, you know where Michael is. That was the last thing you said. I did? <laughs> yes, you did, and it's mm -hmm. on videotape for everyone to see. You said you know where he is. Well, um... Well, and, to, to, and I will quote you. You said, <laughs> I found Michael. Okay, well, that's different. That's different than I know where well, he is. He I can, have something to tell you. Every minute of the day, he can move. Uh -huh. We are, well, <laughs> we are going to talk about that right now because I am going to lay some knowledge on you. Mm -hmm. uh, someone who watched that show with you, uh, someone who is not entirely unfamiliar with you and my show obviously um confided some information they said they know factually that michael jackson is alive and well well uh-huh go ahead okay they said he's alive and well 
and they say that he is in the state of Ohio, not far removed from Cleveland area. Now, say you what to this craziness? Nothing. I mean, unless there's <laughs> proof, fans say everything. People say all kinds of stuff. Unless there is proof, evidence, clues, or something to substantiate mm -hmm. uh, any, any, any words, I just kind of blow it off as if just someone just talking. Um, well, let's talk and, about that. You said something mm -hmm. interesting. Um, the person who contacted me regarding this wasn't a fan. Who was um, it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, my question to you is, and it's, I'm not debating anything really i'm really not uh i have a question you said you found him those were your words um is he among us is he alive and well or is he not um a 13-year investigation has proved that absolutely nothing proves that michael joe jackson is dead nothing every single death document is in the wrong name of michael joseph jackson which is against the Department of Public Health and the Center for Disease Tr Control bylaws and rules. I even went to the Department of Public Health and right. they said that in order to change a name on a death certificate, you have to have a court order. Now, yeah. um, also, it says that no AKAs, which is also known as, which is Joseph, or assumed names can be entered on the death record. Right. So that is the crust of everything. Now, the corner, I want to get into who Michael is today. Of course, Michael could be in one place one day and another place another day and another place another day. So that, you know, he can just move. And he liked to move. He liked to have suitcases by his front door so that he could just get up and leave whenever he liked that. Because that, that was his life when he was younger, a lot of traveling. Mm. Um, but to get back to it, uh, the corner, we've had a development. And I will get into who he is in a minute. But we've had a development uh, uh, this week, and there was a lawsuit filed by Latoya, Michael's sister, uh, well, by the MJ estate against Latoya's ex-boyfriend, Latoya Jackson's ex-fiance. His mm -hmm. name is Jeffrey Phillips. So the way the story is um, and testimony is after the death announcement came from Jermaine, Michael's brother, who announced him dead, not a doctor at UCLA, just Jermaine at the press conference, and while wearing a shirt that said "Living as King" on the back, exactly. while his brother, the King of Pop, is dead. It's just sure. so much. All right. So the lawsuit uh, uh, alleges that Jeffrey, a Latoya's ex-boyfriend, ex-fiance, stole a lot of items from the Carrollwood home, which was a rented mansion that I had been visiting many, many times on the outside of the gates and I would interact with the fans and I've even caught Michael on videotape coming out of there. So in this house on Carrollwood, which was rented, uh, when the death announcement came on the 25th, later on in the day, several Jackson family members went to the house. At the time, right. it was not secured by the police because it was just a death investigation, not a homicide investigation. Right. So we don't know exactly what was there until the next day when the police went ahead and they uh, um, uh, they, they, they roped off the house and said no one can go in there. Well, right. in this lawsuit, apparently Jeffrey, maybe Latoya too, stayed there for nine days until Independence Day, huh? wink, wink, July 4th for nine days, right? Mm -hmm. So um, with that, they stole 
uh, uh, computers, iPhones, um, the kids' iPhones, uh, music, apparently music, clothing, the pajamas that he was apparently wearing when the death yeah. announcement came down, and a driver's license. And if you know anything, the driver's license is so utmost important because the coroner said he named and identified the dead body via a driver's license. Well, I found three of Michael's driver's license, including the license application uh, for the DMV that was in the FBI file. The FBI has confirmed that Michael's real name is Michael Joe Jackson, and they also had the copy of the license and copy of the actual application. So within that, there has been three other driver's licenses. All of them say Michael Joe Jackson. Well, when I contacted the coroner and I served him with the Freedom of Information Act, mm -hmm. and I said, where is that driver's license in the name of Michael Joseph Jackson? We I, And I gave him the copies of the other driver's licenses. Yeah. Right? He said, he didn't say, oops, my bad. He said, I send all driver's licenses back to the California Department of Public, uh, California Department of Motor Vehicles. I sent them all back to the DMV. And he said, I'm not going to send you any fingerprints. I'm not going to do this. But believe me, I confirmed it was Michael. Well, I already knew you confirmed that it was Michael. Right. It doesn't mean anything. That's just repeating what you already said. Now, so I took that and I sent a Freedom of Information Act to the Department of, of Motor Vehicles saying, okay. Where is the driver's license of Michael Joe Jackson? So first right. they called me from a block number. I'm getting there. I'm getting there from a block number. And the block number said, no, uh, uh, we don't we don't have any driver's license in the name of Michael Joseph Jackson. You already sent me the driver's licenses that we have. Let me send this to legal. Get in, uh, about a month later, I get a letter from the Department of Motor Vehicles from their attorney saying that they don't have anything that matches my request, which was a copy of the driver's license in the name of Michael Joseph Jackson. Fast forward. So if the if the coroner named and identified the body, not from a family member, but from a right. California driver's license, yeah, and Jeffrey stole it. So how did the coroner? So the coroner is just caught in lie after lie after lie after lie. And well, that would yeah. Then the whole thing after the coroner has to be up for lying okay but go ahead so that's the new yeah, so and that was pretty clear at the time as well people were caught oh yeah i'll tell you what i went back and did a lot of research people were calling out the coroner from day one from jump on this on the it name, was, yes, it the was name, shoddy yes. work it was uh felonious information uh, lie after lie after lie. So um, how can this this coroner be trusted by anyone to tell the truth on any level? Well, I mean, and why it was there for so that long? Dead body, that dead body that was apparently there because there was a dead body wasn't yeah. the body of Michael Joseph Jackson. We also have the LAPD detective who saw the dead body, who yeah. witnessed parts of the autopsy. He also said that that dead body looked nothing like Michael Jackson. That okay. was another thing you said the last time we were here, and we actually had some info on that. Um, someone came forward and said not only did it not look like Michael, but if it was Michael, he gained a lot of weight in a very short time, like hours. 
No, um, not not true. I'm so sorry. I you got to remember, I have investigated this for 13 years. Okay, right. the the autopsy said the body weighed 136 pounds, which right. is really thin for yeah. a for a five nine male. 136 sure. pounds, very thin. Um, that's what the autopsy said. So yeah. it was a thin body, and I don't know where the weight gain came from. I don't, I don't recall that one. Sorry, Mad Dog. No. So what we're, what we're talking about is no, to corroborate what you're saying, they're saying that if that was Michael, he went from very thin to very heavy in a matter of. No, the corn, the, the cryonic dead body was very, very, very thin. Okay. Thinner. thinner While we're talking about that, Pearl, Uh I want to show the people at home something that you actually put together. Yes. Let's take a look at this. Exactly what happened to the Michael Jackson body double, but the resuscitation was unsuccessful. There are hundreds of those dead bodies worldwide. All that needs to be done is plastic surgery on a similar body type to make it look like Michael Jackson. After all, Michael Jackson had plastic surgery himself, so nothing would necessarily wave a red flag it's not him. Surgery on a cryonics body is relatively simple according to Alcor Laboratories. At three degrees centigrade and we end up at minus three degrees centigrade and that's why we have that enclosure. We can take the lids off to do surgery, put the lid back on and do it during perfusion. Michael Jackson has seen many wax doubles of himself, so it's quite reasonable for his mind to progress to wanting a real dead body double to replace himself for the purposes of his death hoax. All Michael Jackson did was replace his body with a body double, something he did all his life, and he simply escaped from being the king of pop. But we are talking about the biggest hoax in world history. Let's yes. talk about that, Pearl. Yes, yes. That has uh, not gone unnoticed. Um, it has also garnered a lot of attention and still, ha and still does on YouTube and Vimeo and everywhere that your your videos are seen um but it it certainly did not go unnoticed here um a couple of things hit me and it actually took <laughs> it's funny how things connect to each other it actually took a show on elvis to confirm my suspicions about michael you said the magic words in that that clip that Michael was very familiar with wax dummies, wax doubles of himself. So too was Elvis. In fact, when Elvis died, they said his, even his family said it looked like a wax dummy. It was because a dead body doesn't perspire. It doesn't sweat, but this body was sweating. It was sweating. Wax is what it was sweating. I read that. Yeah. Okay. Here's the problem I have. And maybe you have the answer. With as many people before, during, and after the life and death of Michael Jackson, 
who can impersonate him some to a T. Some look like him that you could you wouldn't know if they were split at birth, okay? There are remarkable, remarkable MJ doubles out there. And even guys that just with a little bit of makeup, just a little bit of makeup go a long way, especially if you're not paying a lot of attention to height, to build, you know, oh, because maybe you're awestruck. Oh, that guy looks like, is that Michael? You know, or, oh, is that, that's Elvis. Look, that's Elvis, you know. Here's my question to you. How sure are you? How sure is anybody that that what you know to be true? You believe that Michael, and I, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'll paraphrase. You have a strong belief that Michael is still with us. Would no, that be- I, I don't have a strong belief. I know it. I've researched it. I've investigated it. Michael has, I mean... If we jump around and people don't know the backstory and I come out and I say, Michael has come to see me before, they're going to think I'm insane, right? Without the backstory, right? So there is somebody by the name of Sofer Go From Ashes, which is Pablo Terragamo, who is the front for Michael. There's also somebody by the name of Peter Madani and Bobby Anderson, who's also the front for Michael Jackson, right? Mm -hmm. So what I did when there's so many fakes out there and so many people pretending, what I did was I would make them do something with the family or make them do something with the estate Mm -hmm. in order to verify that he was Michael Jackson. You see, so in my Alive 3 documentary, and you played part of Alive 2, that's what you played, a part of Alive 2 documentary. Um, and that's how I would verify it. So I'm not just someone who's just willy nilly and, and, and just thinking silly things and just making up silly things. Right. I'm involved in it. I go to the court cases. I go to the court co- trials now with propofol. Propofol was injected after death. Propofol is also a part of the cryonic freezing process, right? right. We also have a limo driver saying that he took Michael Jackson to a cryonics convention, right? Uh, yeah. So we we put all that together. There were news articles right after the death announcement that Michael wanted to be cryonically frozen. Those were yeah. all hints and clues. So what I believe happened, just like it said in that, that clip, with supporting evidence, is that it was a cryonic body double that Michael got. And they, they thought the cryonic body double and that's why the propofol levels were so high. Yeah. And the, the propofol experts could only say the way that they got that high was if the propofol was injected after death, which matches with the cryonic freezing. That makes all the sense in the world to me. What also surprised me, and I didn't catch it the first time, was that you can perform surgery, uh, elective surgery and cosmetic surgery on a corpse. Right, you can. Now, the thing is with cryonics is you have to freeze the body as soon as it's declared dead. Everything in your body does not die the time you die. Skin Mm -hmm. cells live for about 48 hours. Your liver, your kidneys, everything lives for a little bit longer. So you already have to be a cryonics patient in order, like, for example, uh, benzodiazepines, which was also what was found in, in that dead body, right? Right. Benzodiazepine 
most people who overdose are in comas. So if a body is in a coma and yeah. then it's declared dead, the cryonic people immediately can start their cryonics procedure and what they call is cooling. Not that it's freezing for what we know, but it's called cooling. Yeah. And what they do is they preserve everything. So there are ways that they can operate on because that's that's what cryonics is. It's we're going to find something that is that can heal you and bring you back to life. That's what the study of cryonics is. We're going to freeze you in enough time that if we can operate on you later and we find a cure for whatever killed you, we yeah. can vitalize you. We can uh, rejuvenate you or we can resuscitate you yeah. um, and, and bring you back to life. There were people who uh, asserted that Michael was very, very ill uh, in the latter. Okay, let's talk about that. You, yeah, you let's know. talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I go and I cover trials. So in the Catherine versus AEG live trial, they went through uh, AEG and Brian Panish, who's Catherine Jackson's attorney, went right. through 80 hours of this is it footage, 80 hours. And they found not one thing to prove that he was sick. Not one, oh, I'm too tired. Not one, nothing. They had nothing but words coming out of people's mouth, which was Michael acting. Michael wow. had to lose weight in order to be as thin as the cryonic body double. Yeah. You see? So that's why Michael was being thin because he had to match the the thinness of the cryonic body double. Yeah. So there was absolutely no proof that Michael was sick, that he was ill. They showed one picture of him looking thin, but his arm looked really fleshy. Yeah. And so there was nothing to prove that he was ill. And Catherine what was, what was in the casket, Pearl? I believe it was empty. I believe the casket was empty, okay? Yeah. Um, because uh, they left it unattended. There's a picture of the casket unattended in the warehouse of the Staples Center. Who does that, right? And thank right? you. Mm -hmm. in a Especially somebody like, you know, supposedly, yeah. allegedly, Michael Jackson. Pardon me? Especially someone like Michael Jackson. There would be security Especially. all over the place. Right. And TMZ actually tried to follow uh, that casket. And they said no one saw it leave the Staples Center that night. I heard that from other people as well. Uh, in fact, uh, there are people that are willing to testify that that casket never left the Staples Center. Well, it certainly did, but it, it, it didn't that day. It didn't that no, day. No, not, not, not that day it didn't. Mm -hmm. And for probably two days afterward. Amelia, yes. go. You are up. Go for it. The day that uh, he supposedly died, uh, do you think that they may have give, given him something to make it look like he had passed away and made him leave in the ambulance? And then maybe from there he left to his destination? Well, that's a little tricky because um, the EMTs had declared that body dead at Carrollwood. Dr. Murray refused to sign a death certificate with the name of Michael Jackson. Dr. Murray admitted that body into UCLA Medical Center by the name of Soleil Sean. The blood work was done under the name of Trauma Gershwin. So I believe that Michael left before and the cryonic body double just took its place because you're talking about trained people, the EMTs. You're talking about going in the ambulance and going to UCLA, getting some of the best doctors, emergency doctors in the world working on that body, trying to resuscitate a body that they consider to be Michael Jackson. Yeah. So it, the only way that everything that I have uncovered 
all these years that makes sense is that it was a cryonic body double. Everything, all the pieces match. Interesting. Uh, Pearl, let's take a look at something here. Yes. This, again, this is, I think this is part of your work. Is this your work, Pearl? No, it is not. Okay. I wasn't sure. I'm, I'm going to take a look at this. We're going to watch this in total. It's very interesting stuff. my fans want to hear this is it I mean this is really it this is the final this is the final curtain call there's all kind of exciting things going on this is called this is it but this is really not it there is going to be much much more going on but this is this is definitely it but it's not the final curtain I'm going to stop it right there for a minute Let's talk about what Jermaine just said and what LaToya said. Sure. LaToya almost implores you, begs you <laughs> to watch the illusionist, read between the lines. She mm -hmm. says it with such conviction in her heart. What is she telling us? She's telling us that it's all an illusion that Michael Jackson's death is an illusion because the illusionist movie that I watched, and that is a part of my Alive docu-series, by the way, right. just that this, this clip is foreign. It's not in English, uh, is not my video, but the information yeah. about Jermaine and LaToya are all in my documentary. Yeah, well, I actually know the person who put this clip together. Okay, got you. Okay, so uh, LaToya coming out of the Conrad Murray trial. She's she's in front of the courthouse, by the way. Yeah, she's I know. Out of the uh, Conrad Murray trial and telling us to watch the Illusionist movie, which is about someone who fakes their death. Yeah. Right. So, and then the day before, uh, the 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 night before, on June twelve, June twenty fifth to June twenty fourth, which is around midnight, when Michael was leaving the Staples Center. Um, uh, he tells Kenny Ortega the day before, he says, the illusion starts tomorrow. And the illusion that they were practicing on the 25th was Michael disappearing from a bed. Okay. So, and this is from the director of This Is It telling us Michael's last words to him, the illusion starts tomorrow. Ken Kenny Ortega said that? Yes. Uh-huh. You can Google it. It's in my Alive 4 documentary. I was going to say, did somebody please capture that on video? No, I did. Well, he he he, testif he testified to it. 
Okay. Oh. He testified to okay. it. Okay. Okay. Boy, um, that, that's a smoking gun if there ever was one. The illusion, the illusion starts tomorrow. And it's yeah. also written in articles as well. And I show what I what I tell you guys in my Alive docuseries. Um, but, uh, and then Jermaine, uh, um, Jermaine, what was the part of Jermaine? I'm so sorry. Oh, Jermaine was being interviewed by the late uh, interviewer, Larry King. Uh-huh. And uh, they were talking about uh, this is it. And Jermaine says, this is it. I was there that day. I was there that day. I attended that, uh, that premiere of this is it. Okay. And, uh, and, and what they were saying is they had a lot of plans, right? Uh, um, he's saying, and, and the whole Jackson family, once the death announcement came down that Michael Jackson is dead, the Jacksons are on the map again. They're getting interviews, they're getting book deals, they're sure. getting concerts, they're getting all this. So what they were saying is Michael has kicked this off and we are getting ready to light the world on fire. This is it, but this is not it. So yeah. he's telling everyone, plus there's plausible deniability because that was in October of 2009, that premiere. Yeah. So they're also setting up plausible deniability because they don't know when it's going to come out that Michael Jackson faked his death. Yeah. They don't know what the next day is going to bring. That's why Jermaine wore the shirt saying living as king in case yeah. they found out the body wasn't his. He can go, oh, see, it was a joke. My brother's the prankster. Everybody knows he's a prankster. Right. So, you know, you, you, you just never know. But I went ahead and I looked up the autopsy. That's what you guys see me doing something. Right. The autopsy reports say, say one of them, because there were two autopsies, by the way, done. One of them said 112 pounds. The cryonic body double was really, really, really thin. The other one said 136 pounds. Okay. Right. So um, it, it's just so much that is wrong. Okay. Got that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Jermaine's also says... This is it, but it's, this is not the final curtain call. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. For whom? For, for them, for Michael, because we've For the, for the Jackson crew? Album, the whole Jackson family. The gotcha. whole Jackson family. And Michael. This is the final curtain The Jackson brothers are about to return to the stage in an act. Is that true? Yes, but there's all kind of exciting things going on. This is called This Is It, but this is really not it. There is going to be much, much more going on, but this is, this is definitely it, but it's not the final curtain, no. having a little issue with that um so i'm just gonna pull it i'd rather just not deal with it um 
But the gist of it is, is the inference of it is that there's more to come. <laughs> th yeah, there's, not only is there more to come, but it, it may be from us and maybe from Michael and maybe who knows. And and the 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 inference is, you know, you're all we're playing a big prank on everybody. You're and some of you are in on the joke. Yeah, certainly, Pearl Jr. was in on the joke for sure. Well, it took you know. me from December 25th all the way up to Valentine's Day to really have a solid footing and be 95% certain that Michael faked his death. Right. So at, in October, I wasn't totally sold on it. There were a lot of uh, in, there were a lot of peculiarities, a lot of suspicious things, a lot of weird things. But I am someone that won't say that he faked his death unless I have so much evidence that it's overwhelming. Yeah. Amelia. The anniversary of you his death was a couple back. of days ago. Absolutely was. Yeah. 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 It, it seems like a lot of people are having some internet issues. I think it's because I have a thunderstorm. I don't know if you can hear the thunder around me. And uh, So go ahead. Go ahead, Amelia. Forget the, yeah. the weather. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. Sorry about that. And uh, yeah, it's just a lot of people were commenting and a lot of people are saying, you know, Spanish culture that I'm from, a lot of people are saying, yes, he's still alive. I believe it because a lot of us grew up on his music, Spanish speaking. And, you know, we grew up with Spanish speaking. And then when his music came around, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, we love this kind of music. And my uncle, he's like in his 70s now. He's like, look at this. And every time what New Year's came around, that's all he would play was that kind of music. And we're like, yes, we got a cool uncle. So we actually would be like, all right, we're going to go to my uncle's house for New Year's. And we're going to celebrate this because all that's all he would play. So we got used to that. And now it's like we tell him that he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's still alive. He believes that, too. And Amelia, do you have a question? Yes. I was going to ask you as well. Um, as far as the family and everything and his children, how do they feel about all these rumors going on that his dad, they're saying that about their dad? Do they also have anything to say about the media or? Um, well, uh <laughs> They have been extremely active, uh, leaving yeah, lives. When you watch my live docu series, you'll see that the most active had been Paris Jackson. She played the most. She gave the most death hoax clues. She would uh, quote things that says Michael's alive at award shows. She would post the Paul is the um, the Abbey Road album cover, which is the symbolism for the Paul is dead death hoax. Oh, she boy. would post things about Elvis. She would also post things to me. Like she would post something like I would ask for a clue or something. And she would post like a milk called Pearl. Or she would post Janis Joplin's Pearl album and stuff like that. So, and then Prince has been very, very active. Um, also, um, he did uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, which is a, a review. Uh, uh, he did a review for like Entertainment Tonight, I think it was. And he did a review of Oz the Great and Powerful, which is a movie based yeah. off of The Wizard of Oz, based off, you know, The Wiz, and which Michael acted in. And there's sure. two fake deaths in that in that movie. So they've been, and it's so much more. I can't even remember all the clues that Paris would write, Stan alive, Stan alive, ha, 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 ha. Well, I'm going to refresh your memory. Oh, Pink. They would do Pink and write lyrics because Pink had an album called uh, still alive or something, something. I have to look it up. And they would post pink. And it, it was just a lot of really fun stuff that they would leave 
to let us know that Michael did fake his death and that he Well, did. Pearl, let's take a look at some more clues. Okay, let's side. Did Michael Jackson fake his death to save his life? Is Dr. Conrad Murray? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is he hanging out with a Sony executive? Well, <laughs> uh, that right there is. Um, uh, I they said that's a Sony executive. I'm not quite sure that that's a Sony executive. Uh, it might have been a Coca-Cola executive, but I, I just don't remember. What does it say? Do I tell you who he is right there? Uh, no, what? you you know you here I'll play the rest of it. Yeah. yeah I, I the, the, the inference is they're showing the Coca-Cola umbrella in the background. Right. Of course the moonwalking duck. The magic coke machine. Oh that that, that was so fun, that commercial. question for you pearl why is the thriller jacket uh, described uh-huh. by you as a major clue i don't i don't get the inference there um well because it michael was michael was supposed to use coca-cola there was pepsi and there was coca-cola and uh they coca-cola did a commercial that was based off of the sunflowers which lisa marie presley said might was michael's favorite uh flower right um uh there was the the dodo bird uh, with the uh, I'm Alive drink, which was owned by Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And there was um, the Thriller jacket. So it was just all these little, you know, clues that led you to believe that Michael was behind that Coca-Cola. Plus, Papa, yeah. um, oh, no, that was McDonald's with Papa uh, Joe Jackson. That was uh, of them. But Pink, let's get back to Pink. The name of the song was The Great Escape that Paris posted from the I'm Not Dead album. Okay, so there have been there's been so many clues. I just can't remember them all. There's 13 years. I'm sitting here looking up stuff on my great wonderful computer with all my great stuff <laughs> over here while I'm am remembering and digging this stuff out of my brain. Um, that could have been, I think that guy was one of Conrad Murray's attorneys. I think okay. that was. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a look at this here. Oh yeah, this 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 has always been, and we we settled this the last time. It's Michael Joe Jackson, not Joseph. Pearl, I got a question for you. Sure. Michael's father, we call him Papa Joe. Yes. Papa Joe Jackson. Yes. Is Joe Jackson's name Joe or Joseph? Joseph. 
It Joseph, is Joseph. But Janet's middle name is also Joe. It's Janet Demita Joe Jackson. So you just can't pick her name Josephine because you want Josephine. If, if Michael's name is Michael Joe Jackson, not Joseph. Got it. time we were here yes we talked about the 2011 comment okay this is um we're looking at oh, that picture myself i want you to know that that's my photography i took that video that picture myself yeah um, and i want to talk about that um it's interesting if the mcdonald's um advertisement at the time was they were promoting their coffee the uh the the cup of joe Yes. <laughs> if this yes. is coffee, consider this Joseph. Yes. Okay. The other thing, the other thing, and we talked about this uh, the last time you were here, and I want to go back to it just so we refresh everybody. Michael passed in 2009. No, the death announcement came 2009. Oh, okay. The death announcement. Okay came 2009 yes we're looking at something from 2010 but michael himself in his own hand writes this and it's important i want backed it up because i want people to see it again suicide Did 2011 his death to save his life you know there you are. Good stuff. I'm promoting your stuff over here. Elbow grease. Beautiful. Great work there. Elbow grease. Okay, so Pearl, um, that whole 2011 got some people interested we actually have people in our chat room tonight um oh jimmy thunder from down under say rachel says she's a believer for 12 and a half years we'll listen later having issue with my signal um keep believing thanks okay i don't understand amelia you're gonna have to translate this Michael Estavivo, what is what is that, please? She says that uh, she seriously believes that he's still alive. Okay, is that what that means? Yes, in Spanish. Okay, I have to mute you because your microphone is horrible. <laughs> um, if I can go back, yeah, I believe yes, with Coca Cola and Dr. Murray, it was his his attorney Ed Chernoff. Okay, Ed Chernoff. Okay, got it. I'm looking it up. I, I got all these files. I got so much info. Uh-huh. But go ahead. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting stuff. It really is. Um, one of the things we try to do here, and it's nice to have fun with stuff like this, but we try to, to, to get to the crux of it, the heart of it, the serious nature of 
faking your death, of wanting out so bad that you'd be willing to go to such extremes to do it. Certainly, I believe in my heart of hearts, I believe, absolutely believe Elvis did it. I believe that. I will always believe that. I, too, believe that Michael did it. I do not think he's dead. I think he's alive and well. And I assert again, based on very credible information I was given just this week, I believe he may be in the Ohio area just outside of Cleveland. May have been. May have. I believe. Anywhere. Well, um, he's been in California. Okay. He has been in California. He's also been out of the country in uh, France. Okay. We have a video of him. Yep. in France. And also uh, he came to see me at the Catherine versus AEG live trial way mm-hmm. in the back room in the overflow room. I happened to be there one day instead of inside the uh, courtroom. And he came in and it was a guy that was Michael's height, pretty much thin, like Michael shaped exactly like I'm dressed as a bum, but not a dirty, nasty one, just kind of homeless looking and pretending to look that way. Yeah. And uh, and I knew that it was Michael. So we played hide and seek. I would uh, chase out, walk behind him and he would go down into the Catherine real trial and looked in front of that. And then I would hide Then he would hide them. Finally, we lost each other. But it was fun because you can't record inside of a courtroom. You can't have a camera in there. You can't use a phone in there. You can use a phone, but you can't record in there. So safe. And he also came to see me at the Michael Jackson estate versus the IRS. That case, he came as a fat guy. There's a video out there of this fat guy, uh, white guy, who is dancing up a storm in like a stadium. And it got like millions of views. And that's what that guy looked like. They came to see me in the um, IRS case as well. Interesting. Wait, one other time. Miss Jane Pittman as well. That was the first time. I'm on the phone with someone who called themselves Peter Pan PYT at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he called me on a very special day. And I think this is where we left off, which was uh, January 15, 2012 is the first time he called me. Before that, I had been hearing people saying Peter Pan PYT is Michael. He's Michael. He's Michael. For years, it was a rumor that he was in his own chat rooms and he was online and he was going by the name Peter Pan PYT. I didn't. I ignored it because there's so much of that. There's just so much. You just got to ignore yeah. it until something particular happens. So anyway, so I started hearing these things. Then I heard that he opened up his Twitter account the day before the death announcement on June 24th. I was like, now that's a good one. Now that's a good I wanted one. to talk to you about that, Pearl, because I actually heard that this week. Yeah, that's absolutely a fact. Okay? That's something I never knew about. So that right. it is no longer rumor, folks. It is absolutely true. Yes. That Michael opened a Twitter account before he died. Well, under before the name he before, before the death announcement. Before the death <laughs> announcement. Yeah, you got to get that right. Man. I got to do air quotes on that. Yeah, before that's the right. death announcement. Okay. And uh, so we talked on the phone and I would have him do a lot of stuff to prove to me. So one of the big mm. things that he did was I said, send me some wink, wink, nod, nods. Right. Send me yeah. something to let me know that this is really you. Right. Yeah. And he, uh, there was an event like a week later, two weeks later 
at the Grumman's Chinese Theater by the estate. His mother came, his brother uh, Jackie came, his other brother, I think it was Tito came, Paris Prince and Blanket came, and, uh, um, and they were putting uh, fingerprints inside Grumman's Chinese Theater. Well, before that, he had posted a picture of hot chocolate, right? So we were right. all like, what the heck is hot chocolate? Why are you posting a picture of hot chocolate? Well, Chris Tucker, the comedian actor, who was Michael's really close friend that Michael really loved, uh, he starts telling a story about Michael and hot chocolate, right? So that was him saying, yes, it's me. And not only that, but with Jermaine, the, a few days before, he tweeted out, there's no such things as a coincidence, right? Yeah. So then I was blown away with the hot chocolate and the hot chocolate story. And it was Jermaine involved in the hot chocolate story. Oh, sure. And it was Michael and it was Neverland. So it all matched. So I was like, okay. All right, you got more of my attention now that you could be Michael. And then I found out later that um, the day January 15th was a, a very particular day because Michael used to call himself Ch Chamilla, and that's C H I M E L A, which is Michael Scrambled. Okay, yeah. it's Michael sure. Scrambled. And uh, so somebody called me before the death announcement saying that they were Chamilla and they were talking about this song, Mama's Pearl, because I'm Pearl, the song Mama's Pearl. And they were saying that uh, it's about making whoopee with a girl and all this stuff. And I was like, no, it's not. It's about love. It's about sweetness. It's about this. So anyway, so back, back to January 15th, the significance of that day. Well, there was a cartoon series. The Jacksons had a cartoon series in the early 1970s. Yeah. And one of their cartoons was called A Rare Pearl. And it was promoting the song Mama's Pearl, right? Yeah. So, he called me on the exact day, many decades later, January 15th, mm -hmm. when that show first aired in 1972, January 15th. But he gets right. back. Then the next year, January 15th, 2013, is when uh, the Jackson 5 released the cartoon series that included a rare pearl on January 15th. And I had wrote Michael a letter and I said before the death announcement saying, you know, I did this documentary about your innocence. I've been on hundreds of radio shows about your in your innocence and did all this. I want you to put my name in a song. I want you to do something for me in a song. Right. So this was him coming up with the um, the actual uh, uh, pay payment, which was an album called Come and Get It, The Rare Pearls. And it just all matched with the day that he first called me. And there's much more, but that's one of the stories, how I proved that. Fabulous. Amelia, I am going to give you the last round of questions. Go for it. As far as, um, you know, you uh, interviewing Michael and everything, is there anyone else that also that you have wanted to interview that also could co collaborate, collaborate oh, this, this as well? Noise. Um, well, co collaborate. Uh, well, I've interviewed Jermaine. I've interviewed Papa Joe before, but I'm not going to embarrass them and ask them about the death announcement. Um, oh, God, Joe yeah. had said something, you know, Papa Joe had, had passed away. I knew that he wanted me there. So I got invited to Papa Joe's memorial uh, with the entire family and close friends. Um, so I've been amongst them. But I'm not going to put them in a situation where I'm going to put a mic in their face and disrespect them and do yeah. that. It's, it's just kind of uncouth. It's kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And they send me all kinds of like death hoax clues and stuff. Right. 
like one time uh, I got a picture of me and Latoya Jeffrey, who I just talked about at the beginning of the show, who stole, who allegedly stole all these items, yeah. and Brenda Ritchie. Um, I was talking on the phone to Peter Pan PYT, a.k.a. Peter Madani, a.k.a. Bobby Anderson. Mm -hmm. And uh, he knew I was going out this particular night with my friends. And so I made a big deal out of going out, going out, going out. So we went to see the Arsenio Hall show. And then afterwards, he called me and he was like, so where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going out to dinner? And I said, we're going to the Polo Lounge. And he said to me, he first he sang acapella. I never, I just can't stop loving you acapella. He sang that to me on the phone and my friend was in the car. And then he said, well, you're going to see Latoya, Brenda Ritchie, uh, um, Kathy Hilton and uh, Jeffrey there. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to see them at the Polo Lounge. I mean, come on, come on. I get off the phone within five to 10 minutes. I walk into the Polo Lounge and Latoya, Jeffrey and Brenda Ritchie are right there. Kathy Hilton, I think she arrived later, late, but they were all there. And Latoya is right there. And she's looking at me in my eyes like, it's okay. It's okay. You can come talk to me. You can come talk to me. Sat right. had a conversation with them and everything and got a picture to show. And he set that all up for me. So there has been many, many, many things. If you want to know who Michael is, how I proved who he is, you got to watch a live three and a live four. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, I want you to promote the hell out of them right now, as a matter of fact. Um, okay. And will there be number five? Yes, I hope one day that I can do a number five. I have plenty of information for an alive. Oh, I'm telling you what, you got information overload, lady. You got enough yeah, for like a 10 part will. series. I said, I, I, well, I certainly have so much. Um, but anyway, uh, they can go to michaeljacksoninsider.com. All the links are right there. So that you can watch the documentaries. I also have over uh, 600 videos on my YouTube channel, where if you can't afford to watch the pay for the documentaries, I do offer the information for free. Right. But it's going to take you, I don't know, six months to watch the 600 videos. So I've condensed it and made it more professional in yeah. a 350 uh, minute a live docu-series. So there's four parts, and then there is also the short film, A Prisoner of Fame. So just can, go to michaeljacksoninsider.com. Can people reach you, Pearl, through Elbow Grease Productions? Yes. they Tell most them how to do that, please. Um, just send me an email, pearljrpearljr -P -P -E at michaeljacksoninsider.com. Fabulous. I'll tell you what. Or just message me on my social media. I have there you go. Instagram. And Pearl has got plenty of social media, I assure you. Yes. Take it from me. I will tell you she's all over the place. <laughs> I try. Yes, indeed. I well, I'll tell you what. We, um, we were going to have you tomorrow night, Pearl, but you're going to spend some time with family and get some yeah, business done. Unfortunately. So uh, tomorrow night. Join Amelia and I as we welcome back our dear friend, Bruce Clark, and we will go down the conspiracy rabbit hole like never before. For Pearl Jr., for Amelia Pitbull Chapman, I'm the Mad Dog. We'll see you tomorrow night, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.